and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paradigm Playbook. Uh, today's um, podcast, we're going to be discussing kind of setting up shop, right? Kind of the, the, the game plan for starting a business. It's all about preparation. So I think we're going to focus on the beginning stages so whether you're actually starting up your business now or you're rethinking or, it's, or you're setting up a new pivot or a change, it's all about the game plan for what you're going to do. Yeah, and I think, I think this is applicable across the board. And if, if you're going to change uh, even from your origin, when you're doing yeah. some of the exercises that we've been teaching over the last uh, several uh, weeks, you know, those are all changes that may require kind of a, a rebirth, regen. And, and this is inspired by the book Setting Up Shop. The do's and don'ts of starting a small business uh, by Randy Baca Smith. Um, kind of, the, I think the big quote takeaway here is everybody wants to win, but not everybody is willing to prepare to win, uh, and that's huge. You know, we talked a little bit about the plans. We talked about the thirty-page business plan that you sit in a drawer and never look at. We brought some options in the business model canvas, in in the SWOT analysis that you can do, uh, and some of the different tools that we've taught. Um, but the key is the plan. Um, you have to take your time to plan, but really it's about the execution of that, right? Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, to compare it to sports like we always do, um, the skills and drills are one thing and you get all your talent out there, but then it's up to the coach how you orchestrate that talent. And that's what the game plan is all about. It's how you're going to call on what assets at what time and to make sure you have the right players. And it's not always about you know, in baseball, they say it's not having the nine best players, it's having the best nine. Yeah. And it's how it all fits together. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and, and really, you know, the, the, the book title and, and kind of our spin on this is there's so much meat here. We could get yeah. into each of these in each episode, but, but today we're really going to concentrate on kind of assembling the team uh, and how you build out a proper team and, and what that's about, right? So... Go ahead. Tell the story, Steve, of, of the setup here. So the the owner starts starts the book off with this 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 quote, and I'm going to read the quote because I, I think it's fun, and it's basically a help wanted ad, and it says help wanted combination manager stock clerk take full uh, control of new firm must like people hard work duties include management purchasing uh, production books payroll marketing personnel. Shipping and receiving customer complaints, government regulations, public relations, janitorial and sales. Must be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, furniture and transportation. Salary and benefit depend on profits. Fair to meet goals may result in forfeiture of personal residence, repossession of car and furniture, destruction of credit rating, <laughs> loss of health. No vacation likely for a minimum of two years. Good opportunity for nervous breakdown or marital breakup. No previous experience necessary, but all experience might be helpful. Apply in person and equal opportunity employer. Um, obviously, it's it's a bit of a joke, but um, when you're when you're signing up to start your own business, you're you're pretty much answering that ad, 
And yeah. we all understand that. Obviously, we don't, you know, agree with the premise that it's that bad. You know, we kind of relate more. And I think Dave and I both related well to the entrepreneurial roller coaster and the excitement of the ride mm-hmm. more so than, than these challenges. But I just want to give the premise, well, I mean, that's where the book started. Even go back to go back to square one and e-myth, right? Yeah. If you're if you're you have this job, you're working for an absolute lunatic, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the basis here. But the the point that that we really pull from the book is that a, a good deal of planning and and a great deal of execution, and you can avoid a lot of this stuff. But there is reality that you have to be nimble enough to learn in all areas to be a business owner, right? And and and. and well, you may not spend a lot of time focusing on all those things. You don't want to ignore any of them. Correct. Um, so, you know, the, the, the how, this, this is like the how-to book of setting up a, a business. It's, it's not a cute book. It's a very factual book. It's not the, you know, who moved my cheese. It's not a story like no, that. No, no, it, it's, it's definitely not cute. Um, but it's, it's kind of a good reference book that you may want to leave on the side of your desk and you say, you know, okay, what services should I be getting from my attorney and my accountant? You know, so whatever. So I, I think it's a it's a good book to to have in your library. Yeah, and kind of you know, there, there's there's seven, there's arguably twenty different things you should look at. But but before opening a small business or uh, reorganizing your small business or making uh, sweeping changes, you know, number one, you got to make sure you're in the right business. Mm-hmm. Is it the business you want to be in? Um, you have to define what the business does, right? You have to know what you're in business to do. Um, you know, the third thing is the on the job training, right? It's, and, and the on the job training is typically that, that, what do they call the entrepreneurial, uh, seizure, seizure, right? Where you were, you were in the industry doing something else with, for somebody else. But, and it's a great thing. I mean, you know, you really want to do something, you know, in advance you want to do it. It's worth it, even if you have to volunteer in another business to get that experience and watch. And if you're in a business, it makes sense to offer to help. You know, if someone's working on a marketing plan, say, can I help with that? Mm-hmm. So you're going to learn a little bit about marketing. Yeah, you got to do your market research. You got to choose the right location, 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 location. Yeah. You know, always talk about that. Um, you have to make it legit, legal. You got to go through the, the paperwork, the processes, and everything you need to actually operate a, a legitimized business. Uh, and then, Man, you got to watch cash flow. You got to understand cash flow. Yeah, and it won't be what you think it is in advance, but uh, when it goes off target, uh, you need to know that. Yeah, and you want to capture it early, I think, which is the biggest part of cash yeah. flow. Like every, everybody starts, oh, we're going to make a million dollars the first year. Yeah. You set your goals, set your target, but don't mistake be that for operating yeah, cash yeah, flow. Yeah, no. you know? All right, so uh, the, the three-pointer here that we talk about, well, actually, kind of the basis here is, is you have – you kind of assemble your team, and the team is far beyond just those employees that will be working the front right, counter. Yeah, we'll talk about the team. Uh, the pre-game preparation and the game time adjustments. Today, we're focusing our three-pointer specifically on assembling the team, right? And so we have three distinct uh, parts of the team, mm-hmm. right? We've got the stockholders. We've got the stakeholders, and we've got the team itself. So to differentiate the stockholders are the investors, the owners, and the contributors, right? Those right. that are, that are, that are, uh, they have a financial. Yeah, they have, as they say, they have some skin in the game. Yep. yep. The stakeholders are those that have a vested interest in the success, but they're not, uh, 
responsible or subject to the bottom line, like right. the, like the right. stockholders are. And then the team are the players that make it happen, yeah. right? It's the people in, in the trench every single day that are fighting next to you, with you, and doing it. So um, let's dig in a little bit about this, the, the stockholders here. And a lot of this can be really start, uh, the determination starts with the business structure itself, right? Yeah, and I, I think the stockholders and the things that we're going to mention here um, – uh, are important whether or not it's a C Corp, S Corp partnership, sole proprietor, what, whatever your structure. Um, for right now, we're going to call them stockholders. So yep. let's not get you know hung up in do they own stock or not. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, you know the the one key point I think is that their contribution must match the expectation. Um, you can't have uh, if you have a silent partner, a true silent partner, then silence is the right. partnership, right? But if you have someone who's invested who is expected to do something and they're not, it can be a problem. Uh, and if your expectations or their expectations are different, that's something that's got to be knocked out early. And, and let's be clear. We're not going to value a stockholder over a stakeholder. We're not going to make that. So you and your own business have to make the evaluation of, of what, what works. And your contributors, if they can contribute money, aspert. Uh, assets, expertise, involvement, real estate, intellectual property, experience, customer base. Sometimes a partner comes in with an existing customer yep. base or you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, um, bringing another business into yours, but all those. And then the expectations, um, what they want out of it can be a return on their money, um, ownership, privilege, guaranteed employment, a title, a board seat, um, you know, they want to be involved in the decisions, you yep. know, so, but those things have to be clear. And we're not, again, we're not saying that one's right, one's wrong. You just have to be aware of what the expectation is. Yeah. And, and I, I think it, if, uh, if you're setting up shop or you're, you know, modifying how your shop is set up, if you don't understand how decisions are made and you don't have an agreement of how decisions are made and you think that it's always going to be, everybody agrees, you're wrong. So just, Talk about it before it comes to a point where you have to make a decision and then argue about how we're going to make the decision. Mm -hmm. um, understand the pluses and minuses of every stockholder. What are the conflicts that they have personally? What are the interests that they want? If you understand that, then you can manipulate it to some extent. And and I, you yeah, know, the easiest one, Dave, is deciding between taking an investment and a loan. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's a stockholder and a stakeholder. So um, we, we're not going to get into all the finances, but that's something that needs to be studied. Absolutely. Okay. Then go into the stakeholders since we're on the subject matter. Let's talk about it. We, we kind of outlined four different types of stakeholders, right. right? You have your MVPs, which are the most valuable stakeholders. Um, they have to be carefully selected and vetted. Um, you can be what, like at least four, you can have more, but there's at least four that I think are very important unless you professionally hold one of those. As yeah. A and, and that's possible. But when you're picking your MVPs, you know, just some simple rules. Avoid avoid choosing an MVP at the time you actually need it. You don't want to find a lawyer when you get sued. Yeah, so that, that's not. real simple. Um, never leave these positions open unless, as Dave said, you fill one of them yourself. Mm -hmm. um, all of them should be relationshiped and not just a hired gun. Um, that's not legally true, but in my experience... It makes sense because they can give you so much more. And all of your MVPs should be advisors, vendors, and defenders. And I like that term 
because it just shows that they care about your business, not just about what they're going to get out of the business. Yeah, and, and to give you an idea, we're talking about lawyers, bankers, your CPAs, your risk management professionals uh, as those those MVP kind of situations where you need them. Uh, and I always say, if you've got their cell phone number and yeah. they pick it up, now you're talking about yeah, someone who's a stakeholder a, that cares and, and you you've got the right person, right? Uh, then you have your conspirators, Steve, so lay that out. So the, the conspirators are, are those that basically benefit when you benefit. And it could be a vendor, it can be a, um, a, a supplier, an association, you know, at Grand Slam, you know, our conspirators are the local Little League. Yeah. Um, the, the uh, we have a conspirator that helps us with our vending machines. Yep. So, so all those conspirators surrounding businesses, community groups, some examples we have, as I said, the Little League, the hotel next door. When we have big business, the hotel does well. And the pizza place across the street yep, loves absolutely. it when we run parties because, you know, they do our pizza. Yeah, and so. everybody's in their own space doing their own thing, but yeah. they all benefit when, right. when each benefits, right? And then you have kind of the benefactors. And, and those are the, the ones who that, that contribute with really no visible expectation of return. They don't, they don't have a need. Uh, to do it, but they do it because they, they believe in it, they're, they're supporters, whatever it may be. Um, they don't have an official role, but they talk. Yeah, and so I'll give a personal example. My daughter plays in the local orchestra. You know, we are a contributor to the orchestra. Um, they put our name in the program, but I get nothing out of that. I don't expect anything. Yep. I get a warm and fuzzy from, from yep. contributing and supporting it. Um, so I, I think there's a, a lot of those. They can be, um, they can be key customers. They can, uh, they, they kind of understand what you're doing. They respect your vision, but they're not, they don't have a takeaway from the business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so just kind of the, the wrap up of the building of the team, cause we're running out of time here. And again, if, if you like this one, we get a lot deeper into it in the game plan video, which you should, you should listen to. Make sure to subscribe, uh, get the page out of the playbook and get the video so that you can understand how to actually apply this. But, you know, the last step, the last of the three pointers, really the team. So that they're the ones, the players that are going to make it happen, as you said earlier. So we can go through all the reasons. You know, it's it's you know, hire slow, fire fast. Um, you know, right butt, right seat. Yeah. Uh, management versus technician, all the different things that we've talked about. But the idea here is you have to build that team once you have that vision. And the game plan video will actually walk through how to think about uh, order of operations and business at the same time when you're building that team and who's going to be responsible for what. Um, you know, the, the end result here is that you have to assemble a team. You got to do the, you got to do the pregame, the preparation, the planning. Uh, and then you got to be, you got to be nimble. You got to work on the fly, right? Something worked. It didn't work. Flip. Be ready to go. And you kind of, and that's what we call, you know, the game time adjustments. And they, 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 in the book again, he talks about the hats you wear. And if you go back to the ad that we opened with, which was, um, it, it was meant to be funny, but the, the idea that, in a daily basis, you're putting on different hats. They're all important. You just got to make sure you don't neglect any of them. Absolutely, guys. I hope you I hope you enjoyed this uh, edition of Paradigm Playbooks podcast. Uh, be sure to become a member and get the inside access to our game plan videos as well as the page out of the playbook. Look forward to talking to you next time when we're doing advancing to the next game or making it to the playoffs. Uh, inspired from the book, Second Stage Entrepreneurship, 10 Proven Strategies uh, for Driving Aggressive Growth. Um, it's a great book, great story, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. 
Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business, are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.